What's up, bitches? This is here. What's up, bitches? This is Morgan. And this is it's Bitches and Murders. murders. I oh. think that was great. That sounded great. It did sound good. Um, also, I just don't I know why it. I hit it with so much drama. That's What's exactly up? what I was laughing about. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, you really put some oomph on that. <laughs> put my whole whiskey in it. You were real, real excited about it. <laughs> so, I um, have decided to pull upon you some fuckery. Um, and I'm going to talk about two people. Um, one of these people is murdered. And one of these people murdered the other person. And I'm not going to tell you who's who until later. Uh, I'm 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 intrigued. I I don't know how you're gonna do that without me knowing, but I can't wait. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna get there. So we have a couple, and they are Jody Arias and Travis Alexander. We're gonna talk about Jody first. Um, so Jody was born July 9th of 1980. Um, and there's kind of conflicting accounts of her childhood from herself um at one point she describes it as like an almost ideal childhood um while at other points she like tells stories about her mom carrying a wooden spoon around at all times in case she needed to like whoppa so in case she needed a what you want to just roll that back for me whoppa that's what i thought you said yeah anyways continue (laughs) You know, when, when your kid's a little out of line, you just got to take out the wooden spoon from your purse and just whop Why did that just make me flash back to the episode? Oh, God. Someone, like, hit me up about this a little bit ago. And they were like, I died when you said, what did I say? I said, like, oh, because she made them beat each other. Made them oh. beat each other with the spoon. And I was like, grow up and be a parent and beat your children yourself. This one grew up and beat been been dead a parent and beat her children herself allegedly i don't know <sighs> um may or may not have beaten her children <laughs> also like what a power move to just carry a wooden spoon around in your purse yeah i mean if that ain't a white person's chancla i don't know what is <laughs> Can you imagine if, like, you tried to, like, like, how are you going to defend yourself with that, too? Like, I get carrying, like, a gun in your purse or, like, a knife in your purse or something, but, like, Just and I get for, like, the kids, but, like, it's, can you imagine if, like, someone tried to rob you or something, the person you try to rob just pulled out a spoon and just started whacking you? <laughs> anyway. You knew. <laughs> oh, no. Um, anywho, so Jody dropped out of <coughs> high school her junior year and moved out of her parents' house and in with a boyfriend at the time. Great life choices. Right. Can't see how anything could go wrong with that. Yeah. Um, and allegedly, uh, her friends would like call her parents and be like, yo, like, She's mentally unstable. She's freaking out all the time. Like, you need to help her. Let me guess. Her parents did nothing. Oh, no. No, no. No, no, no. This is the 90s into the early 2000s. Why would they do anything about 
mental health at that time. Right. Why why would we help our clearly troubled child? What yeah. could go wrong? So her series of good life choices uh, continues. And she has like a series of jobs throughout this time. I will say she does end up getting her GED. So, you know, good for her. Um, her most notable to me job uh, was she, in 2001, she became a server at a restaurant. And in 2003, she started dating the food and beverage manager at that restaurant. And then they bought a house together. Yeah, that normally works out well for people dating their bosses. That's totally. never historically gone bad for anybody, ever. Oh. oh. Why would... Why? No, this, there's no power dynamics here. No, uh, not at all. <laughs> um, and then in 2006, she began working for a company called Prepaid Legal Services as a sales person. Um. And that's where we're going to stop her story for a second. And we're going to talk about Travis. So Travis was born July 28th of 1977. And he was one of seven children. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Seven. Mm-mm. Big family. Um, allegedly, his parents were drug addicts and his mother was abusive. Um, and when he was 10, he and his siblings went to go live with their grandmother. Which, like, I mean... Better to get out of the house if it's shitty, but uh-huh. um, despite his you know very um traumatic childhood, he actually made you know like a decent living for himself. Um, he also started working for PPL, uh, because I refuse to keep saying that name; it's so long. I don't blame you. He also started working for PPL, and he like converted to Mormonism, and he like bought a house, like he built a good good life for himself is converting to mormonism building a good life for yourself is is it so i agree with the other stuff yeah for where he came from and all the things that happened yes made a very good life for himself yeah you know um in september of 2006 he goes to a work convention in vegas and meets Jody. Oh. Um, allegedly it was like love at first sight. They stayed up until like 4 a.m. together. Uh, and then in the morning, Travis was like texting his friend or not texting, because it was 2006, but like calling and emailing his friends and being like, Oh my gosh, like I just met my future wife. She's amazing. You know, ba-da-da-da-da. So like, you no, know, we're talking like love, love at first sight. That's so cute. Woo. Um, after a few months of dating, Jody converts to Mormonism and is baptized in the Mormon church by Travis. Um, and it seemed like they had a really, you know, strong relationship. Except uh, that Travis felt very guilty about them having premarital sex uh, due to his religious convictions. And he would occasionally take that out on Jody by calling her a slut. Bro, you're... You are a no. willing participant. No, no, sir. no. It takes no, two to tango. It only, it only takes one to tango. It only takes a woman to tango. If she's a slut, you're a slut, my nope. guy. 
Nope, it only takes one woman to tango. Actually, you're more of a slut because you were the one who was religious. She wasn't even converted to Mormonism. That wasn't even her beliefs. So she didn't even go against her beliefs. She was fine. You're the one betraying God and all that stuff. Um, so <laughs> apparently his guilt built up so much that he broke up with Jody. But continued to have a sexual relationship with her. And so you did the worst <laughs> part of the thing. That was the part. That was the. Pr- <laughs> what the fuck do you mean? That was the problematic part of it. Like, if anything, you should have kept dating her and stopped having sex. <laughs> that would have made more sense. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are we not having fun? Are you saying we're not having fun? why am i trying to get any reason from people who are part of the mormon church clearly reason is not their strong part part so what you missed because our sound system wasn't working in the beginning of all this process was that because i've been researching this case i had the songs from book of mormon stuck in my head um And when I was trying to like test the mic to see if you could hear me, I was like, hello, my name is Elder Price. (laughs) And I have read the most amazing book. (laughs) It's going to be running through my head like this whole time. (laughs) Look, Misery Loves Company. I'm bringing you down with me. I mean, spoiler alert, I I know all about this. Well, I don't know all about this case, but I know a decent amount. But I didn't know about this part of it. And this is... (laughs) I'm having fun. <laughs> having a great time. Um, so they had an on again, off again relationship for about a year and a half, um, but they stayed sexual through that whole time. Um, despite the fact that, like, on their off again periods, he would like try to see other women. So we're doing super great. <clears throat> like, okay, so you're you're feeling Mormon guilt about sleeping with a woman. So your solution is to continue sleeping with a woman and then also date other women mm-hmm. where you could possibly be put into more sexual situations yeah that so. feels like the right answer yup that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah um so their relationship got super toxic um could have seen that coming <laughs> and his friends like did not like jody they thought that she had like an unhealthy obsession with him um and according to them, she would, like, eavesdrop on his conversations and, like, look through his emails and, like, forward emails between Alexander – or not Alexander. That's his last name. Uh, between Travis and another woman to, like, to herself. Let's give a big Zach vibes. Not into that. Yeah. No. Sorry. That's toxic. Don't like it. Yeah. Um. And the <laughs> – it escalated so much that apparently um, she, like, slashed his tires at one point. Um, she hacked into his Facebook and was, like, harassing women that he was friends with on Facebook. Um, so it got, like, very, so really very toxic. toxic and very, very volatile. It seems so, like, it's just kind of funny to me that people who are supposedly supposed to be so religious are doing the most out of pocket thing the most it's like dude you're like you're telling me god is is like yeah yeah for sure dude you should go slash that dude's tires also message all the bitches on his facebook 
Like, I don't. I mean, I don't think that's what he would suggest for you, my guy or my girl. To be fair, like this wasn't her religion necessarily. Like she I mean, just she joined the Mormon church later, because but... of him. But like, my dude, how are you gonna break up with her because you feel guilty about premarital sex and then keep fucking her? Like that was the problem. That was the only thing you had uh. to stop doing. <laughs> that was the only thing you didn't stop doing. Uh, like I just. I'm not trying to victim blame, but like my dude, 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 dude. Yeah. Anyway, June 4th, 2008. Um, some friends of the victim were concerned because they had not heard from the victim in like five days. Um, and the victim missed a conference call which was very unlike them um so people were like getting a little concerned uh so the friends on june 9th of 2008 went to their house um because they were planning like a trip to cancun and they just wanted to like coordinate the details so they went to the house of the victim um <laughs> and found a key, let themselves in, and found puddles of blood kind of leading to the bathroom, which is where they found dear sweet Travis shot in the head once and stabbed 27 times with his throat slit. Well, that feels like a little bit of anger and overkill. Just a wee bit. I feel like any one of those things would have sufficed all on its own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No bueno. But I feel mm. like it would have to be something he didn't see coming, though, because I, I feel like if I remember right, he was like a pretty like decently sized dude. Like he wasn't like a. Like, he wasn't teeny tiny. Yeah, he wasn't, like, a small dude by any means. But she, like, is kind of small. Yeah, she's really small. I feel like, if I remember right, she's, like, in the low, like, what, like, 5'5 or something like that? No, what was that? No, I want to know. I want to say she's, like, 5'3 or 5'4. Oh, I was, holy shit, I totally just fucking guessed. I was right, she is 5'5. Oh. (laughs) That was just, like, a totally, I just pulled Mm -hmm. a number out of my ass, but... Damn, look at that. But yeah, like she's not she's not very big. Yeah. Um so there's a lot to unpack here. Um immediately the friends obviously like call the police and they're like, uh, oh my god. Um and the police are like, Do you know of anybody that would want to hurt him? And immediately they're like, Yeah. 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 Like her. <laughs> um so she obviously gets looked into pretty quickly. She did have a rental car that she used to get from her house to his house and then back. Um, and the rental car company did say that they noted that she drove like 2,800 miles. Um, and that there was like red stains on the car seats, but they couldn't like verify this because it had already been cleaned. I love that. 
the car company was like, wow, this person drove super, super far and there's like suspicious red stains on the seat. And instead of like, I don't know, maybe like calling the authorities before they clean the car. They're like, yeah, yeah, it's probably fine though. Yeah, it's probably just ketchup. <laughs> you, wouldn't, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't report that? You wouldn't just let them at least get like a sample or something before you just clean? Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> wild. And um. they found a like digital camera that was damaged because they like she tossed it. Well, allegedly. Allegedly. She. Who, whoever killed him tossed it into the washing machine um but they were able to recover the images uh which showed uh it their pictures from june 4th so five days before he's found and they show jody and travis getting a little freaky um <laughs> and then there's a picture of him in the shower and then uh, there's a picture of him just like profusely bleeding on the bathroom floor. I, I feel like I'm less struck by the fact that she photographed it because I mean that's that's fucked up on its own. Why? But why did you think throwing it in the washing machine was the like? There are so many ways. Like you just needed to get rid of the memory card. Well, like it's just 2008. We didn't know about memory cards yet. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but like you wouldn't just like smash the camera. Like, like we still believed that waterlogging everything just got rid of it. <laughs> like I would at least if I'm gonna go to the water route, I would like throw it in a lake or something where it's not gonna be retrieved. Like why would I put it in my? Wa- <laughs> this is like what's just I've never heard of someone trying to like get rid of evidence, but like, yeah, I'll just throw it in the washing machine. Yeah, It'll be just fine. toss it. Um, <laughs> maybe she took scrub her memory card a little too seriously. <laughs> You're welcome. (laughs) I don't know why I deal with you sometimes. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. Um so I just I just want to reiterate his wounds before I go into like her. Um he sustained 27 stab wounds 27 his throat was slit to the point that his jugular vein his carotid artery and his trachea had been slashed damn that's that's really deep and he had a post-mortem gunshot wound to the head There are so many things that confuse me about... First of all, it takes so much strength to stab someone 27 times. Like, it takes a lot of strength to cut through someone's throat like that, too. Like, that's not Mm -hmm. easy. Like, even with a sharp knife, that's a lot of force. And also, if you went to all of that effort and all of that force and everything... Like, why would you shoot him at the end? Like, that just feels so unnecessary. I I don't know. Maybe you weren't confident in your anger and you just wanted to make sure. You weren't confident in your 27 (laughs) stab wounds and slit throat that his head is half decapitated? Like, you weren't... You didn't feel secure in that? Like, I would have been more... Like, I would have more expected the gunshot to come first. Like, she knew she couldn't subdue him. 
so she shot him and then she took her rage out on him like it's interesting to me that she would take her rage out on him and do all of those things first and then shoot him afterwards yeah because i'm assuming the throat stuff probably happened at the end because i doubt she led with that like that would have been there's no no way she could have like a lot of his stab wounds are on his back so what she probably snuck up more than like yeah well probably joined him he probably knew she was joining and she probably like made it seem sexy or whatever and then and then just hit him with the psycho one two twenty seven yeah like i don't i don't fault her for being angry about the things that were happening because i don't think a lot of what he was doing was like bullshit like, Garbage. It's super hypocritical and dumb. However, <laughs> murder is not how we deal with it's things. It's called therapy. <laughs> I feel like I say this a lot. It's called therapy. It's called going no contact and joining Tinder. It's not yeah. called stabbing him 27 times and then slitting his throat and then shooting him. <laughs> like, there so, are so many other solutions out here. I haven't even gotten to the fun part yet. so because they found the camera and because his friends were like yeah she's a crazy pants um on july 9th of 2008 she was um indicted on first degree murder and was arrested in her home and originally originally she pled not guilty and what she told police so she like keeps changing her story so the first story was that she was not even in in the area at the time that he was murdered and the last time she saw him was in march and then she changes her story again like after she finds out about the pictures and is like oh okay yeah like we we fucked that night uh but then some intruders broke in and like killed him and attacked me which like yeah with all those defensive wounds that you have (laughs) Also, like, home skillet. Why wouldn't you call the police if that was the case? Like, you don't just... run away. Um, and then two years after her arrest, she switches her story around again and tells police that um, she was a victim of domestic violence and she killed Travis in an act of self-defense. Yeah, that's why you stabbed him in the back. 27 times injuring you so badly when he was showering alone (laughs) 27 times and a slit throat and a gunshot yeah like i mean to be fair you know if someone had been domestically abusing you and you did finally stand up for yourself and defend yourself against that person i do understand having a surplus of rage that comes out like, I can very much see someone killing their abuser and doing overkill because it's just so empowering that they've finally switched the dynamic. However, that that's not that's not what happened here. <laughs> that's that's not it. No. 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 Cause also too, like, she's just such a she's a fucking dumbass in a lot of ways, but I, I don't like her very much. But it's just like any. I feel like any criminal worth their salt knows you. You got you get like as as much truth as possible. You only lie about the things that you absolutely have to lie about. 
Like, why would you say you weren't there? Like, obviously, like, how fucking stupid are you? They they couldn't figure out that you were there that night. Like, and now instantly anything you say looks like a lie. Because it is. Because you said that you weren't there, and obviously you were there. Like, so now I don't believe any story you tell me. You know? Yeah. 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 Uh. Like, if I were her, like, why wouldn't you have said, like, yeah, like, we fooled around, you know, like, he wanted to take a shower and stuff, but I had to get going. So, like, I left him when he was in the shower and they went home. I don't know what happened to him after that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, dude. (laughs) And it just, like, her stories just keep getting more wild as the, like, trial goes on. Yeah, like, they just make less and less sense as time goes on. Yeah, dude. It just, like, oh, it just keeps getting more out of pocket. Um, so she, she, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she tries to stick with this whole narrative of, like, oh, it was self-defense. Um, and, like, the, <sighs> I don't appreciate the prosecuting attorney any more than I appreciate the defensive attorney. Um, Cause the prosecuting attorney tried to like spin this whole narrative of like, she was a jealous woman who attacked a good man after he tried to end their relationship. Like, bro, no. Like he was also doing some, and like you can be a victim and still be doing shit that like, right. isn't the greatest. Like clearly that. what he was doing was, was shitty. Like he that. shouldn't have done that to her. Is she crazy? And should she not have done what she did in retaliation? Of course not. But like, also don't treat people like that. That's not cool either. Yeah. I, ugh. it just, but he gives me more like me so mad. regular shitty man vibes. Like he doesn't really give me like domestic abuser vibes. Like he's more just like, doesn't know what he wants kind of wants to be able to fuck everybody but also is yeah. feeling religious guilt about it like mm-hmm. yeah uh <laughs> so i kind of skipped ahead because that part made me so mad and i needed to get it out of my head but anyway um they try a few times to like disqualify the case if that makes sense um so first they say that the um that she's like not smart enough uh and they tried to submit a court order like iq and competency testing to kind of be like oh look she didn't even graduate high school she's not smart enough to be here and they were like no um and then they tried (laughs) to plead insanity and they were like no (laughs) Yeah, like, clearly, clearly you're not insane. You're just a piece of shit. Yeah. And then they tried to file a motion um, to disqualify the Maricopa County District Attorney's Office. And they were like, no. Like, they tried so hard to not let this go to trial. (laughs) Fucking wild. Um, So then the defense attorney kind of leans into her narrative and tries to spin this whole thing about how like Travis was violent and abusive and she only killed him after he lunged at her out of anger in the in the shop and that's yeah, why that's he was why he got stabbed, stabbed in the, in the yeah, right right um 
like the physics of that don't don't really add up and i feel like somehow like he had lunged forward and he like grabbed her and maybe she got her arms like underneath his to like stab him at least like once from like the front but in the back if that makes sense it's like she would have she would have had like defensive wounds or something yeah. you know what i mean because he would have grabbed her and attacked her you know mm-hmm. like she wouldn't be scot-free and fine while he's dead with a bunch of stab wounds in the back like yeah uh so they both kind of lean into their narratives um and then in 2012 they try again to like make this seem like it's not fair um and they tried to argue that the prosecution was systemically excluding women and black people from the jury and the prosecution was like no that shit was irrelevant like all of it was based on the regular questioning questioning that we put them through right like you guys were also there that's a requirement <laughs> you and, both have to there. right and then the judge was like no there is no bias in the jury selection can you fucking stop it so in 2013 is when the trial actually goes Gee, this happened in 2008 really <laughs> we finally go to trial in 2013 well, and honestly, like, I've never really understood that because, like, what does she get out of extending the trial like that? Because, like, she's held in a facility the entire time. Like, she wasn't free to just, like, go hang out and stuff, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you're still in prison either way. I would rather not be in prison for the extra five years it took to get to trial. Yeah. Like, I would rather just start my sentence as soon as possible. <laughs> And what? get those five years out of the way. Because you're going to get whatever you get. And they're just going to add that on to all the time you already had. Like, Yeah, I mean, it also depends on the case, too. Because some of them will, like, prorate it. Yeah, some um, will do time served. But when usually when it comes to but, murder and something this yeah, severe, they don't do time served for that. That? that so it's like, um, you didn't have much of that. Like, you're case. being tried for first-degree murder. So your options are death sentence or life in prison. Right, like, we'll just get going on it. Just get it, yeah. Like, the only thing I can think of is, like, they're stalling to try to, like, build some kind of case to even give her, like, a sliver of a chance, which... Mm, Spoiler alert, she has no chance. Um, Good. Anywho. uh, So, there's a lot to unpack i do mean a lot um so part of the exhibits that were admitted to court and played publicly in court uh has a lot to do with their sex life like a lot i'm not surprised like I don't they, like it but i'm not surprised yeah they like played a phone sex tape of them um and it's travis talking about how he wanted to tie her to a tree and sodomize her so like not super great um and she testifies that like travis had pedophilic desires and she would try to like help him with those urges with like role playing i 
it keeps getting worse. I'm so sorry. I mean, he is part of the Mormon church, I guess. Kind of adds up. But I don't like I don't like where this is going. Um So she uses that as like this basis that like he became emotionally and then physically abusive. Um and she even tries to like make a a point about one argument that they had where she like held out her hand to like block him from kicking her and she like held her hand up and was like, "Look, my ring finger's crooked because of it." I'm like Like it's it honestly, this whole case is giving like Amber Johnny vibes. Yeah, like it's it's hard because it's like I don't deny that he could be a creep. I mean, like he doesn't seem like the best guy in the world. I mean, obviously, not that he deserved anything that happened to him, but like that he doesn't seem like the greatest guy in the world. But also, like she's so unreliable mm-hmm. that I don't, I just don't trust any word that comes out of her mouth at any point. <laughs> Which, like, obviously, some of it's undeniable, like um, the stuff that it's on, like the phone call or like the recording or whatever. Like, obviously, that's kind of hard to fake. But, well, it, at that time, it was hard to fake. But it's... Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, I'm so hesitant to want to believe her about anything. <laughs> yeah. And the the defense, like, brings up a, a psychotherapist that specializes in domestic violence um, to testify, like, on behalf of Jody, And she's like, yeah, you know, like, most people who are victims don't tell anyone because they feel ashamed and humiliated. Um, and she tries to, like, reference these emails between Travis um, and his friends, Chris and Skye, which we all know how I feel about that name. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and they, like, tried to admit these as evidence. And the judge said that they were hearsay, so they weren't admissible. Um, but they're weird because it's so it's Travis being angry that Chris had discouraged Jody from romantically pursuing Travis. The quote is that Jody would be your next victim and that she was just another girl that you were playing. Um, and then Travis responds by saying, I am a bit of a sociopath. Oh, it's hard to tell because it's like I do kind of like I mean I could see that just applying to him like flirting with these girls and like mm-hmm. dating these different women and like stringing Jody along even though like it seems like obviously he was into her at first but then like clearly changed his mind at some point yeah. you know so it's like well, I mean I I have heard people casually like call themselves sociopaths and shit like that mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean but at the same time you're kind of like the other stuff it's a little weird yeah and and chris testifies in the trial that like travis was seeing multiple women and like chris and his wife were being manipulated by jody and they had a falling out with her like just months after those emails happened because they caught her like eavesdropping on conversations and so like they just kind of removed themselves from the situation um but then Which is like what i would have done too probably right yeah 100 percent um, but then the prosecution calls, like, several of Travis's, like, other girlfriends. And they're like, oh, no, like, he was great. Like, he never had any issues. He wasn't abusive. He was never angry. Blah, 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 blah. 
So it's, like, hard to know who to believe. Also, honestly, all of it kind of feels like a non sequitur anyways, because does it really matter if he was a piece of shit or not? Like, he still didn't deserve to be murdered. Right. Especially not in the way that he was murdered. So it's like, really, is there any point in arguing whether or not he was a piece of shit? Because even if he was, even if he was abusing her, still not an excuse because obviously he wasn't doing anything at the time where she was at risk of her life because she didn't have a mark on her yeah and well and they were they were trying so hard to lean into this like he was abusive it was self-defense thing but like if it was just the one gunshot wound fine that's self-defense 100 i'm with you homegirl or like if he had been stabbed a couple of times fine 100 you know self-defense i'm with you homegirl 27 and some of them being to the back and you slit his throat so fucking hard that it slashed his trachea and then you shot him that's not self-defense no that's a crime of passion and like you could even claim self-defense if he had been stabbed like maybe just like two or three times in the back because Mm -hmm. like i said like she could have gone like he like you know, wrapped her ar- his arms around her kind of a thing. Yeah. And she, like, was trying to defend herself in a way where he wouldn't see the knife or whatever. Yeah. Or he had, like, grabbed her or something. So it's, like, even if it had just been, like, two or three stab wounds to the back, like, you could even spin that as, okay, maybe that's self-defense. Like, he grabbed you, you kind of did it from behind, whatever you could do, and he, like, let you go or whatever. But, yeah, like, there's no reason to explain 27. There's no reason then to explain then why you would slit his throat after that and almost half decapitate him and then and then go find a gun. <laughs> like, because like the gun probably was not in the bathroom to start with. Like, I doubt she had the gun to start with. Mm-hmm. So kind of seems like you actively then made the choice to go get a separate weapon. Like, not self-defense. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, I hate how many psychologists, psychotherapists, neuroscientists were dragged into this fucking thing. Because they're, like, both sides were trying to, like, prove their point. And, like, so there were psychologists on the prosecuting side that were, like, oh, like, no, she's fine. She doesn't have PTSD. Like, she's never been abused. She's just a manipulative liar. And then there's psychologists on the defense side that are like, no, like she's obviously, you know, a victim of abuse and she has PTSD and her brain's just refusing to commit these things to memory because they're so traumatic. And then like they get into this pissing contest of like, well, my qualifications are more important than your qualifications and you're not, um, your specialty is not geared towards diagnosing personality yeah, disorders and like it was so bad um and like one of them would even like oh like look she has an anxiety disorder stemming from childhood trauma and it's like none of this is the point none of this is the point yeah <laughs> and like that's like like i said like about him being like a piece of shit like yeah was he a piece of shit probably kind of sounds like it was she also kind of a piece of shit yeah probably sounds like it was she treated that well no but none of it warrants what she did 
like I feel like there's so much time spent in this case and I think that's why it always really irritated me and why I never got like too into it because Mm -hmm. it's just so frustrating like you said like it's so much time is spent on shit that doesn't even matter like why are Mm -hmm. we having experts having a pissing contest here like it's not especially over shit that doesn't matter like (laughs) like regard it doesn't like I don't want to say it doesn't matter if she got abused but like even so like like we said like it doesn't warrant what she did so do do we care and he's dead so he's not gonna do it to anybody else (laughs) like seems like the threat has been neutralized (laughs) yeah so this keep like this whole thing just keeps escalating um the closing arguments like the prosecuting is like oh look she's a manipulative liar and they show a text from travis where he's like calling her evil and i'm like how are you not gonna admit that or like admit the emails between like him and his buddies of him being like lol like i suck but you're gonna let them submit a text of him calling her evil when like he called her a slut because he was sleeping with her like i feel like this isn't the hill you want to die on yeah like um, you really are picking and choosing yeah. <laughs> yeah um and then the defense is you know like yeah she is a little bit manipulative but like put your personal dislike for her aside and um you know see that this premeditation theory doesn't make sense and you know she was just a victim of abuse and you know this was her only way out I think it's funny that she originally testified as not guilty, but none of the argument has been that she didn't do it. Like <laughs> none of none of it is about her not doing it. Everybody's like, oh yeah, yeah. She, she fucking well, did the, shit. Well, the the not like, guilty plea was like way way back before they tried to do the like, oh she's not smart enough, she's insane. Right. You're, you're picking. It's just you funny have to dirty be the bias. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and now we're like, no, everybody knows she did it. We're not even trying to argue that she didn't anymore. That's not even part of this, right? <laughs> It's just like how much of a piece of shit is she? Like that's really all we're gauging at the moment. Yeah. So the jury comes to the decision of yeah, you did it. You did it. It wasn't self-defense. There we go. I don't know why my brain refused to cooperate. Like it wasn't self-defense. Like this was obviously a little bit more than that. Um and what's wild to me about these cases um, is that when they read the guilty plea, the crowd outside the courtroom started cheering and chanting. I do, That's like about besides like the very general details, like I knew she killed her boyfriend and I knew that it was like really overkill and that I knew she had lied about it a lot, but that's all I really knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like uh, that vague of detail but I do yeah. remember that part of it I remember watching on the news how excited people were yeah. when she got convicted which I mean same like I'm also for it obviously she should be in prison she's a terrible <laughs> person yeah and then the other like point of contention was that the the jury was at a deadlock about whether she should get the death sentence versus um like life life in prison there we go oh my god um 
like literal that like they were split right down the middle um so they had to like go through all of this stuff of like trying to get her you know one way or another um and so the prosecution was like oh look at this like it was cruel it was heinous it was deprived um you know that makes her eligible for the death penalty um and they like called travis's family members to do like victim impact statements in order and like in an effort to convince the jury that like she deserved a death sentence just fucking wild. I I feel like this is like a, a side a little bit, but I feel like it's almost pointless whenever I hear these cases where they're like deciding like should the person get the death penalty or should they not? Um, because it almost always like life without parole like is a death sentence. Like either way, like you're not leaving the prison. Mm-hmm. And either way, like most people who get like executed or whatever are on death row for like 20 some years before they're executed so it's like uh, honestly it feels like the same thing is happening pretty much yeah you know what i mean like most death row inmates like a lot of them don't even make it to execution like a lot of them sit on death row so long they'll like die of natural causes and stuff beforehand so i've never understood the like big debate about it it's like i would get it if we're like in the olden days where it's like okay you got committed for the crime you get the death penalty we're gonna hang you like tomorrow or like right now but it's Mm -hmm. like oh we're gonna execute you in like 25 years yeah from now that feels like i kind of just got life in prison anyways like yeah i've I've never understood that what the like funny not funny part of this trial too was was that like in front of the media she was like oh yeah give me the death penalty like that's what i prefer but then on may 21st she did a allocation which is just a statement in front of the court um (laughs) where she asked for life in prison and she says quote um each time i said that i meant it but i lacked perspective and like reference to her saying she wanted the death penalty in front of the media right um until very recently, I could not imagine standing before you and asking for you, asking you to give me my life. Um, she said that she changed her mind to avoid bringing more pain to her to members of her family. Um, and at one point, she held up a white T-shirt with the word "survivor" written across it and said that she was going to sell the clothing and donate all proceeds to victims of domestic abuse. God, I hate her so much. Also maybe unpopular opinion but i would rather have the death penalty for the reasons i just said like i have to sit around for 20 some years anyways i at least want to know i have like an out at the end Mm -hmm. like fuck that yeah (laughs) Uh, i wish they would stop putting microphones in front of this girl because every quote that i have found from her just makes me like hate her Um, like one of the quotes from her is, um, like when she's in the jailhouse and she's doing an interview, um, and she wasn't sure like which way the jury was going to swing yet. Uh, she says, whatever they come back with, uh, I will have to deal with it. I have no other choice. Yeah, no fucking shit. Um, 
And then she says, it felt like a huge sense of unreality. I felt betrayed actually by the jury. I was hoping they would see things for what they are. I felt really awful for my family and what they were thinking. Bitch. Bitch. Yeah, like, (laughs) if all the murder stuff had never happened and it was just purely, like, the two of them, like, they actually seem like they kind of deserve deserve each other. Like, they both suck a lot. Yeah. Like you should have just been happy together. Why did we why did we have to do all this murder stuff? You guys could have been perfectly happy together. You seem like you are very much on the same level. <laughs> ah, it's not funny, but it's kind of funny. Yeah, I feel like there's no part of this case that doesn't deeply irritate me. <laughs> like, and I didn't even know, like, I hadn't really heard about all this stuff about him like not being that great which like i still obviously feel bad that he got murdered like that was unwarranted no matter what like no matter like how shitty he was like he was not doing anything that warranted being murdered like that by any means but still it's just like both both of y'all like yeah why'd you have to murder him like you you y'all were on the same level like you should have been fine like girl yeah, like I said, you just can't trust anything she says. Like, I just don't believe any word that ever comes out of her mouth. I just assume it's all lies. Yeah. So, because of the hung jury, um, it was declared a mistrial, and then it went to trial again, um, and she was eventually sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. I'm just and glad there she, she was sits. sentenced again. <laughs> Because once in a while they go to mistrial and then the person goes free. And I'm not about that. So I'm glad they at least came to a consensus. Oh, no. There is no, like, you're getting away with this. There is a, okay, this jury doesn't know if they want to kill you or not. So we're going to try again. (laughs) I mean, I guess she got what she wanted in the end. Sort of. I'm sure she wanted to be free, but, you know, at least she got her not death penalty she asked for yeah which is hilarious because like you were so big and bad in front of the media media and you were like oh i want the death sentence it's what i prefer yeah honestly if i were her even if i did change my mind i think i would have because you can always appeal the death sentence later Mm -hmm. and a lot of times like, obviously, sometimes they won't overturn it and they'll keep the death penalty because I've definitely talked about cases where they kept the death penalty. But a lot of times they will overturn the death penalty and they will turn it into, like, life without parole if you appeal for it. Because, um, you know, most of the time people don't want to kill people, weirdly enough. Um, so it's like, if I were her, I probably would have gone that route because I don't know if I would have publicly been like, Hey, you know, all those things I was just saying after I already look like I can't tell the truth at all to be like, Hey, well, I was also lying about that. That was a personal opinion. And somehow I was still lying about it. Yeah. (laughs) Like (laughs) probably would have silently appealed that later. Right. Where it probably would have gone mostly under the radar. And then you could have claimed like, oh, well, now I've like been to prison and now I'm like, no, I really want my life. You know, like you could have spun that a lot better instead of just being like, you know how I lie about everything? I lied about more things. Yeah. <laughs> like, so oh. we she did learn how to shut the fuck up uh, because now she refuses to comment to the media. So we don't really know how she's doing in prison. Um, but based on public record. 
uh, she's being held in like the medium to low security wing of the prison. Um, and she works as an aide in the prison library. Yeah, that's a pretty good job too. Yeah. So she must be like she must be behaving because that's like a pretty Yeah, she did have one dis- disciplinary action in 2016, but it was just classified as like disrespect to staff. Oh yeah, so she probably just like yelled at a right. CEO or something. Something, yeah. Or honestly, uh, knowing how some prisons are, she might have even not a, did anything and just it could like have been breathed in their direction the wrong way. Right, and they were in a bad mood and like, yeah. Arius, you get a citation too. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and then she has to pay $32,000 to Travis's family. I couldn't give you a number if you asked me <laughs> to quantify what someone's life is worth. <laughs> But 32000 feels low. That uh, feels low to me. It's to offset the trial travel expenses. Okay. I get that. And I'm not saying they don't deserve that money. They deserve every cent of that money. But it feels like maybe they also deserve more money. <laughs> like that feels like just covering travel expenses feels like not enough right like maybe like funeral costs and travel expenses but i guess when you consider that he's unmarried with no kids like there's not really like any dependents that are being left behind true or like wife or somebody that needs support or something but it still just feels low because like regardless if he was the greatest guy ever or a terrible guy like I'm sure his family still cared about him. Like they clearly showed up for the trial. They clearly were active participants. Like they clearly care, you know. So well, it's yeah, just he like... had six siblings. Like, I mean, not to say that all of his siblings are great. Maybe they're all terrible people, but they all clearly supported each other. Right. Like, yeah. I just I feel like this case just irritates me so much, and I feel like so much of this case is like focused on like who's a bad person who's a good person like i don't know you murdered somebody i think you're just the bad person i don't really care if he was a bad person it's a huge pissing contest of who is the worst person right like why are we weighing who's the worst person like well you killed somebody so you win Mm -hmm. automatically i don't need any more details unless the details are that they pulled seven bodies out of his basement or something Mm -hmm. I don't need more details. You're you win. You're the worst. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, and what's like, why are super, we debating it? <laughs> what's super wild to me, and this was a trend that I noticed as I was researching this case, was if it was an article covering the events written by a man. It was she was jealous. She's crazy. You know she. Um, you know, had these psychopathic tendencies, you know, she was obsessive, blah, 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 blah. But if it was an article written by a woman covering this case, then it was, you know, he strung her along, he was cheating on her, he forced her to um, convert to Mormonism, Um, you know, he called her a slut all the time, and like, the narratives are fucking wild. Yeah, 
like I knew this case was frustrating, but it's yeah even more confusing than I thought. <laughs> like and irritating well, and than I thought. <laughs> it's irritating because no matter what narrative, I see you why push, everybody was like so attached to this case like why it was in the the media's eye for so long because mm-hmm. i remember them talking about that shit for ever years and years and years right and like i i mildly understand it if you yourself are a victim of domestic abuse and you're trying to like cling to a case that you know quote unquote got their justice or their revenge or whatever but like this is not the case this ain't it the that like that black girl that killed her rapist that's the that's the case you cling to this one this ain't it right like yeah and then we let cases like that just like go by the wayside like no why are we giving this girl so much attention she clearly sucks like just you know they both suck she sucks a little more yeah find some other matter (laughs) takeaways from this episode everybody sucks don't don't kill people please follow us on all the things you can find it right on our beacons page um has access to everything that we do you can see our tiktok and our instagram and every single thing that you could possibly want our patreon it's all there and easy to access from our beacons page which is bitches and murders or keep it spooky and stay spooky but not so spooky that you um any of this any of this yeah stay spooky but not so spooky that this case just becomes a huge pissing contest instead of focusing on cases that actually matter not so spooky that you make somebody convert to mormonism not so spooky that you stab somebody 27 times and then shoot them post-mortem not so spooky that you call somebody a slut for sleeping with you and then break up with them because you feel guilty on your religious convictions and then keep fucking them. Not that fucking spooky.